All right, here we are, back again. A little later in the day today. The sun is already midway through the sky. But I'm ready to share some thoughts and ideas. Um, I, I've been realizing, you know, like, what what is it that makes it so I can do this? Like, why why am I up on this podcast talking? Um, and why would anyone want to even listen to this? And what I'm, what I've realized is this is what I think about a lot. I think about this question of action. Um, like, what do I do? What do I do today? What do I do tomorrow? What do I do next week? What do I do in five years? What do I do with this time that I have here in this body on this earth? And uh, I think that's ultimately what enables anyone to teach anything, um, is that they have thought a lot about it. Um, so I've been putting a lot of thought into these questions. Um, and so, yeah, as I'm contemplating and reflecting and meditating on this strange paradox of action and surrender. Um, I I find it uh, always challenging to to like actually figure out how to interact with paradox. So the paradox that I'm talking about is this idea that I need to do something, and also that I don't need to do anything. <laughs> so it's this idea of surrendering like to surrender and and just like allow allow my actions to be guided by some something beyond myself um, it could relate to destiny or fate that everything is already preordained from the moment I am born into this world uh, I am just flowing along this river. Um, and so it brings into question choice and free will. Like what are those, how do those play into this? And uh, I've heard it said that free will is an illusion. I, after years of thinking about what that means, I'm still confused on what that actually means. Um, you know, when it comes to a choice or what seems to be a choice, like, what career do I want to pursue? What do I want to go to school for? What do I want to have for breakfast? Um, you know, it relates to this idea that the self is itself an illusion. Like there actually is no Harry. Um, even as I'm saying it, my mind just starts to fizzle out. So that's showing to me, like I haven't thought about this enough to be able to come up on this podcast and talk about it. So let me just talk about what I have been thinking a lot about. Um, last night I went and I danced. And what I've found with dance, this is something I have thought about a lot. Dance is really powerful in so much as it enables me, and, and I think most people, to experience strokes of insight. S some great epiphanies can come through when we dance. And the way that I understand that is that when we're dancing, we're shaking up the energy. 
in our bodies. And we're, it's, it's like breaking down a dam. If you can imagine like a river that is flowing and reaches a dam and there's all this pressure against the dam and that, that can be applied to the body too. Like when we get aches or pains in our bodies, our muscles are tight, you know, that something's not flowing. That's inflammation. Inflammation, as they say, is the root of all disease. And, and really what I think inflammation is, is stuck energy. So the energy is not flowing. We've got this river that's dammed up. And when we dance, it's like we break down the river. The water just flows through. And so that relates to physical well-being. And it also relates to mental and emotional well-being, like allowing these emotions to move through, allowing these thoughts to move through. So oftentimes I have really, really special thoughts when I'm dancing. And it can almost become overwhelming because I just start having so many ideas. And I've realized you know, that's, it's different for everyone. Like I'm a thinker. And so when I have these powerful moments, um, some people might use the word download, like a sudden download of wisdom and clarity, a moment of clarity. So for me, that comes in the form of a great idea about something that I want to do. Um, it's different for my partner, Lavina, when she has these downloads, she experiences like sudden union with, with the world around her. Like she suddenly experiences what it's like to, to feel spirit, um, to feel connected to a mountain or a tree or an animal. Uh, she has incredible visual experiences and that doesn't quite happen for me. Um, more so I have these great ideas. And so for example, last night as I'm dancing, I've been thinking a lot about this workshop that Lavina and I are going to be leading in a few weeks. And what do I wanna do for the workshop? What's like really exciting me right now? And, and what's really exciting me are these ideas around what, what enables strangers to develop a sense of kinship. And can I create a workshop which facilitates the acceleration of that process so that in a mere two hours, a group of strangers can experience time as though they'd been together for years and feel like they, they truly have bonded deeply. And so I've just been reflecting on what is it that enables that? What is it that enables two people to feel connected? And it really, I, I've, I'm seeing that it just comes down to this sense of understanding. You understand me, and so you care for me, and you love me, and you won't judge me, and I can trust you. I can trust that even if you see me at my highest high or my lowest low, that you will still care for me and love me. And then it's the same. I, I understand you. I care for you. I love you. Can you trust that that I will not turn you away, that I will not judge you and, and think badly of you? Or if I do, that I'm committed to having a, a, a healing relationship with you, a positive relationship with you. 
And so I think that's, that's one of my gifts, honestly. It's something that I strive for in my own life. So it, it relates to another idea, which is our greatest challenges are also our greatest opportunities to teach others. And so I have a really strong desire when I meet people that I just like want to instantly move past the awkwardness of a new encounter and like instantly be great friends with you. And I struggle with that. I do experience social anxiety. Um, I worry about what to say. Um, I worry about saying the wrong things. Um, so because this is challenging for me, it forces me to, to dig deeper and to learn about it and to think about it. And so I think, all right, what, what can I do in order to feel comfortable in a new social setting? What can I do in order to make others feel comfortable with me? And so, yeah, I've been just reflecting on these ideas of uh, what allows strangers to come to understand each other. And uh, I'm reminded, actually, of a book I read in which the word kin, as we know it, it was used to mean family. And in this book, it was too. And it also had another meaning as understanding. So to understand someone, to kin someone, is to also feel a sense of family with them. I kin you. I understand you. I love you. I'm family with you. Um so as I'm at this dance last night, I'm just having all these ideas that are flowing through and I'm looking around the dance and I'm thinking like, wow, I don't, I don't actually, I've never met anyone here. I don't know anyone, but can, can I even imagine that I'm best friends with everyone here? And what would it take to truly feel that? Um, and so I've started this thinking around group mentalities and how we identify ourselves. And so we can look at different, different classifications or different words to define or identify a person. So for example, we can start with the body. When you just look at a person's body, what do you see? You see there could be skin color, all right? There can be age, there can be gender. And so I start thinking about the idea of like, all right, if I'm at a party and everyone there is a woman and there's one other guy, I might feel a sense of kinship with that other guy because there's some shared experience that I think we have in common. And so that, that feeling of having something in common, for me, that makes me feel like, okay, I, I have some reason to go talk to this person. And that's usually what I need. I need some reason to go talk to a person, to connect to a person. It's difficult for me to just walk up to someone who is a complete stranger for no reason at all. Um, I, I would need some kind of reason. And that reason could be that I think we have something in common. Oh, you're the only other guy here. Or say that I am... Yeah, I mean, just say I'm the only white guy at a party and I notice one other white guy might feel drawn to go talk to that one other white guy like, hey, how did you end up at this party? Um, 
it could also be age. If I'm at a party full of 90 year olds and there's one other person in their 20s, that's another thing. So that's kind of like the the base body stories. Um, but it, it goes into so many different areas. And I just keep noticing all these different things. Like I noticed a guy today with a scar on his forehead. I thought, well, that's a cool one. Like imagine if I had the same scar on my forehead. That would be a reason for me to go talk to this person. I'd be like, hey, you got a scar. And then boom, conversation unfolds. Um, an interesting one I noticed last night is that I was at this dance and there was a woman there who had very large breasts. And I, I spiraled into this judgment that she had breast implants and she wanted, you know, she, she was wearing a, a low cut top. And so she had this desire that, you know, her breasts would be visible for everyone. And I, you know, just started judging like, oh, that's kind of superficial or, you know, what what is she trying to do here? And then suddenly I flipped it and I thought, well, that's a story. That's my projection. I don't think everyone would judge this per her in that way. Who wouldn't judge her in that way? Who would actually see her and appreciate her for that quality that she has? And I thought, well, I bet if someone else had breast implants. And then it's like, that's a great connection too. Like, I've got breast implants. You have breast implants. We share something in common, whatever that is. Now, I, I find, you know, it goes deeper, of course. Like, these are all kind of surface body things. I might have way more in common with the African-American female in her 90s than I do with the white guy in his 20s. In fact, I'd probably be a lot more interested in talking to that woman um, because she's so different. So it even raises other questions. It's like, do I go talk to the people I have stuff in common with or do I go talk to the people who I think are the most different from me? So all of this really just for me as I'm noticing like, what is it that will make me feel comfortable enough to go connect with a stranger? And then how can that connection develop into a greater experience of intimacy? Because ultimately that is what is most enjoyable for me when I'm in a new setting. I want to experience intimacy. And that doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be touch. It doesn't need to be like holding each other, hugging each other. Um, it can just be a great conversation. It ultimately can be like this feeling of safety and trust with a person that you understand me. And, and I could feel like you understand me and I understand you without us even saying a word. Um, and that's a lot of times what, what needs to happen at a dance. If I am going to go dance with someone, I'll just feel drawn to the way that someone moves. And I, I don't even know if I could just really describe what it is. It's just like something about the way you move is attractive to me. And I don't even mean arousing. I, I just mean like I'm like magnetized to the way that you're dancing. And so I want to dance with you. And then without even sharing a word, I feel a connection with you. And then later on, I can be like, oh, that was so great dancing with you. Now suddenly I have this reason to go talk to you. So I'm going to start to wrap all this up. Um, what I'm, what I'm, how, how I'm relating this to 
purpose. You know, what is what is my purpose in life? Um, I discover that, you know, I have, there's a challenge for me in relating sometimes. Um, and yet I also have a gift for relating. I, I can really feel people and I can feel into social situations. Um, and so I'm interested in developing a skill in in facilitating friendship, facilitating kinship. So th those might be some of the classes that I'd like to offer are like different ways of bringing groups of people together to bring them to understand themselves more deeply so that they can feel more confident and comfortable in relating with others and, and understanding others. And as I'm navigating this process, uh, I'm also discovering the world of astrology, which is really all about self-understanding and understanding others. It gives us all these different tools. It's a great map for understanding a person. And sure, there might be a lot of skepticism around the truth or validity of astrology and how to what extent it can actually uh, describe a person's character. But I think it's interesting nonetheless, just this idea that at the moment you were born, the sky looked like this, the planets were in these positions, and all these planets have different qualities, and those parts of the skies have different qualities. And the way that they're all in relation to each other in space means different stories. And can I find meaning in these stories? And can I find some little bits of truth that, that resonate with me as to who I am and how I interact with the world. And then it might even create a little more compassion for the way that I interact. Like if I make a, a mistake or if I uh, am frustrated with some thought habit pattern that I continue to exhibit, I can just remember like I am really, I, I'm really just within this, this flow. I am a, uh, what's the word? I'm subject to forces outside of my control. And maybe that's a nice way to bring this full circle is coming back to that idea of choice and free will. I don't know if I have an answer for it right now. I might just offer another question. And uh, it's really great to ask questions. So great to ask questions, ponder questions, research questions, use dance, use movement, just sit and meditate on questions, write about it in your journal. All the answers, they, they, they come to us. The thing is they lead to more questions. That's what I'm kind of discovering. But it's fun to research. So uh, the question I'm posing right now is, how much choice do I actually have? Or what is the experience of choice? What is the experience of free will? Next time I'm about to make a decision or a choice, let me just reflect on what is actually happening and how this choice is really an unfolding of every experience I've ever had up to this point, and then really everything that's ever happened in this universe up to this point, to the moment that, boom, I'm going to say yes or no. So that's all I got for today. Peace. <laughs>